0: This episode is brought to you in part by Lefevre Landscaping, Extreme Detail and LKN, Chance Owens with EXP Realty, and Deep Blue Renovations. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for stopping in. Listen to what we got going on. Man, we've got a lot of stuff coming up here in the next couple weeks that you're definitely going to want to be a part of. Number one is get in the giveaway that we have got going on right now. That giveaway is going to end next Sunday. I'm going to do a live drawing while we're doing the podcast. Uh, So be sure to get into that giveaway. The instructions on how to get in the giveaway are in last week's podcast with Brandon. So be sure to get in that giveaway. We have got another giveaway coming up after that one. May wait a couple weeks, may, may not wait a couple weeks. Not really sure how. We're still trying to work out the details of how we're going to do it. Uh, but it's 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 something big. It is something big that you're going to want to be a part of. I promise you. Uh, big shout out. Thank you to our sponsors, man. They're, they're the ones that are making this stuff happen uh, for us. So we really we really appreciate that uh, of everything that our sponsors have been been doing for us. Uh, we have got the logo that just got made for Not Your Dad's Hunting and Fishing Show. Um, it just got made last week. I'm working on getting some hats and some shirts and stuff like that. So as soon as I get them, that'll be made available for y'all. Um, another big thing is is uh, um, people. We finally made it. We have finally made it to the big show and some of y'all are sitting there going i don't know what you're talking about jared we got haters baby we have got haters that are hating on the show and i love it i love it man we need the haters embrace your haters because that means that you're doing something right means that you that you're making it so so we 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 love our haters we love our followers we love our sponsors man it ain't nothing but love on this show right here so we're gonna get right into today's episode uh so i'll be right back on with our guest for today all right on the podcast today we have mr james lowry how you doing buddy
1: good how are you
0: i'm all right me and uh me and james have got quite a bit of hunting and fishing stories uh not only with me and you together but you know your own stuff that you got going on my own stuff that we got going on what i called james and asked him if he wanted to be a part of the podcast and he's like of course you know i do he's like but how long is this thing and i said well we we, we typically do about 50 minutes you know or whatever he's like well that ain't gonna nearly scratch the surface right there no, we,
1: we can talk for hours yeah bro. <laughs> this
0: is a four or four hour, four or five hour show hope y'all ain't got anything going on today because uh We've got a five-hour show ahead of us.
1: The extended version is happening tonight. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, we, ain't, we definitely ain't going to do that. I don't know if I can sit here and talk for five hours. I mean, I'm sure we could. We have. <laughs> we have. Yes, we have. But uh, a case of beer gets killed real fast during that, and, uh, and uh, some Jameson gets gone, evaporated real quick. Yeah. When when that happens, so
1: and the stories just get better. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah. They have a different version every time.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, me and James met through a mutual friend of ours, uh, Brandon Robinson. Brandon Robinson used to have a birthday party every year down at Penny's Lake Lot on Lake Lookout. I grew up on Lake Lookout. James has pretty much grown up on Lake Lookout. I mean, you fished it. I don't yeah. know how many times. A lot. So, whenever I met James and we kind of met each other, it was just kind of a we just hit it off because me and James kind of have the same personality. Um, if I remember right, I it was at, I know it was at the lake lot, but I think I was playing a guitar, singing, and James comes down and sits right beside me, and we start singing at the campfire. And I think I think we just kind of we were like, hey man, you know you're a pretty cool guy. And I was like, yeah, hey, you know you're a pretty cool guy too. And
1: yeah, hit it right off.
0: Hit it right off. So it, we, we we ain't even gonna talk about the the pennies lake lot stories because no. that's a whole other ball game in itself. But um, <clears throat> me and James fished a little bit together, kind of kind of off and on, but it was it was more uh, along the lines of just hanging out, and doing stuff like that. Um, and then Jared bought a bass boat which I think you had a bass boat before I did. Yep. Uh, and I fished with you a couple of times. And then I bought a bass boat. You sold your bass boat. Yep. Uh, and then James, then it became a a weekly thing that almost that I would call James like, what are you doing Saturday? And he's like, I'm guessing fishing with you. And I'm like, uh, that's where you're right. Yep. <laughs> and that's Everywhere. Of, yeah. And we just kind of went, you know, here, there, and everywhere. I mean, we fished. Um, I don't know if we ever fished Mountain Island.
1: No, we James, Road Hiss, Norman. Hickory. Hickory.
0: Lookout. Yep. Yeah. We we've we fished we fished a lot of lakes high rock. We fished High Rock. Yeah. Um we fished a lot of lakes together. And uh James is so, so so much of a better fisherman than I, than I am. It's, it's insane. And it, there's a lot of people that, that know you, James, that listen yeah. to this podcast. And Sorry. That's <laughs> no, no, a good thing. Trust me, it's a good thing. And um, when I told a couple people that, that you know, a couple people asked me through the week, you know, who's going to be the guest on this week? Who, who you got on this week, Jared? And I said, I got Mr. James Lowry on this week. <laughs> he said, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm excited about that one. I'm going to tell y'all something. When Mr. James Lowry pulls up to a cart pond, people just pack up and leave.
1: No, it ain't It ain't like that. Yes, it is. No, Don't it you li-
0: It is, I swear. No. It is. It is. I, I'm telling you, I, I've had several people tell me that if, if you're going to a tournament at a cart pond and James Lowry's there, just walk right over to him and hand him your money because he's going to take it anyways. <laughs> And I've, I've heard several people tell me that. So, you, you're a heck of a cart fisherman. And I fished with you one time cart fishing, too. That's the first time I ever cart fished, by the yeah,
1: way. We caught a pile of them. Yeah, time. we
0: did. We yeah. did. So, you got it figured out. You got it figured <laughs> out. Um, but me and James, we, we did a lot of uh, freshwater fishing. Yeah. A lot of bass fishing. Um, and then I kind of got out of the bass fishing stuff. James was, James still fishes bass fishes. Yep. Um, you started kayak fishing. Kayak, past oh
1: yeah! If there's a way to fish and catch a fish, I'm doing it. Yeah, like there, Jam- James, right. James is down. <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, I kind of got out of the freshwater fishing. Now, now I trout fish a lot, and James mm-hmm. trout fishes a lot too. Um, you've got a uh, nice little honey hole yeah that you know of yeah
1: that we're not saying the name well, of it tonight. We're not, i'll we're, give you some tips and pointers yeah, but. <laughs> yeah we're
0: not gonna discuss that honey hole um i have been invited multiple times for this to this honey hole i have not got to go yet um i'm still looking forward to that day that we, that we get to go do that but um uh, we i sort of transitioned out of the the freshwater game into the saltwater stuff which james you saltwater fish a lot too yep and uh do you remember the first trip that we went on? The first offshore trip that we went on? Yep. Middle of July.
1: It, yeah, it was. We talked before. It's was like, man, this is going to be a little a little rough. Yeah. We showed up. The guide wasn't there. Yep. He, uh, he was uh, late. He was late. He used the excuse that his, uh, I think it was his freezer busted or something like that.
0: He asked us to get ice.
1: Yeah, it, it was a. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was fun from the beginning. We went and found some bait and really couldn't get on much of anything. Yeah. Um and ran out and found some jacks. Yeah. And started having a session of wearing out on some jacks. Yeah.
0: And uh James, I had at that point, I had not offshore fished um past probably 8 miles. I yeah. hadn't went out past that. So, it was a uh, it was new to me. Uh you've been out there. Mm-hmm. Ryan was with us. He he's been out there. But the the ace in the hole, the 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 one that we had to worry about was Mike. Yeah. Cause Mike had not been, been out. And if Mike, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but we just have to tell the story because it's <laughs> hilarious. But Mike doesn't fish. He doesn't do that whole thing. But he was down at the beach with us. And so we asked him to go. And of course he's he's down. Well, Mike was into bodybuilding. I mean, this dude was like three percent body fat. I mean, yeah, insane. Like chiseled Jack. I mean, yeah. just
1: I, I ain't messing with Mike. I don't think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he even brought a shirt with him to the beach. Like
1: I wouldn't wear a shirt if I looked like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who would?
0: Exactly right. So we get out there, on Mike, big old, big old macho man, Mike. There, he got on one of these jacks. And this Jack just flat wore his butt out. Yeah. I'm talking about worked him up and down the boat, back and forth, and he caught he caught one, and he finally gets him in. And we were giving him giving him crap the whole yeah. entire time. And he finally gets him in or whatever. And that, I think that was the only fish that he caught. I think he just like he was done after yeah, that. He but, said I'm done. But uh man on the way back home he laid down in the boat on the way home and, and we knew he was he was done. Yeah. But that was um That was the first trip Mm -hmm. that we ever been on. Now, fast forward, I don't know, 10 years, 8 years, something along those lines. Fast forward to our last trip that Mm -hmm. we were on. We have upgraded. Yep. Upgraded significantly.
1: Yep. We've got older and can afford a little bit nicer guides. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: We didn't find this guide in the classified section of of the paper or anything we uh we went to moorhead and got on sport fisher and james it was already gonna be a stretch for james to get there because
1: yeah, I, I had went i had a big work conference in boston the entire week beforehand and landed literally landed in charlotte went home got in my truck and drove straight there to make the trip and Whenever I showed up I was like All right, Well let's just start going and Yeah I, I, He
0: he he rolled into And I told James I said uh, Just come to You know Go to the desk Get the key or whatever You're gonna stay in In my room or whatever So just come in there And holler at me When you get there I, I mean James pulled in At 3 o'clock in the morning And he was like Alright You ready to start drinking yeah. Let's go yep. And I was like Oh my gosh Like Okay You know But no I didn't I went back to sleep I was like <laughs> that, the heck was out and Jane's like, I'll sleep on the boat on the way out there. It's all good. I'll make it happen. Well, I'll tell you a funny funny story is is two of the other guys, they went to the grocery store. And uh, they came back, and we were making sandwiches for the next day. And I walk into their room, and there sits on the counter a pile of bananas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was uh, – I can't even remember that guy's name. You remember that guy's name?
1: I I want to forget about it to be honest. Okay. With we ain't even going there.
0: <laughs> okay. We won't we won't speak of the guys' names that were on the on the trip. I nah, guess. No, nah. no. But uh, anyway, sitting on the counter is a pile of bananas, and I told the guy I said, um, "Y'all are not taking those on the boat nope. in the morning, correct?" And he was like, "No, no, no, no. We're just eating them for breakfast in the morning." And then we'll get on the boat. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Well, we get on this boat in the morning, and we get going out there. We start fishing. And, dude, I'm not even joking. When it, when, the rod go, when the rod started going off, every single fish we brought in was a barracuda. Yep. I mean, it was one right after another. Just boom, 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 boom. James sit out there and fish for a little bit we were only catching barracuda jane said i'm gonna go downstairs in the cabin and take a nap said all right i went inside and took a break i opened up the cooler and there sits all the bananas yep which if y'all don't know that is a no-no you do not take bananas on a boat in the ocean I don't think you take bananas on the boat, period, anywhere. No. But you damn sure don't take them out in the ocean.
1: Yeah, that that's a great way to get thrown overboard or... Yeah.
0: So, when I opened up the cooler and I seen all these bananas, I flipped, naturally. Mm-hmm. And, and, and started, you know, hollering at the captain. Found a problem. I know why we ain't catching no fish. You know, blah, blah, making a ruckus of it. The poor boy that... That brought the bananas. He's sick, so he he's he's catching it, you know, and he's catching heck from us because he's got bananas on there and he's sick on the But well, James comes out from the bottom down there, and J- James is not happy. <laughs> you, you are not a happy man at no, this point. No, he grabs those bananas and takes them all and just throws them overboard. Yeah. And the captain's like, "We're lucky we're still afloat," you know, and he's mad as heck. Well, as James is tossing the bananas overboard he turns around and says you know talks to us for a second rod goes off
1: yep downrigger
0: downrigger rod goes off james is standing there james has not been on a fish yet so james gets the fish naturally we say it's your turn james pick it up it's yours Mm -hmm. and proceeds to reel in a 47 pound king
1: yep he was a monster
0: That was a monster king.
1: Yeah, on a (laughs) downrigger. On a down on a downrigger. After he just threw
0: all the bananas overboard, and so now we're all excited. I mean, we're we're pumped up now. Yeah, you know. And James like, all right, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) Yeah. So if y'all don't think the carp fishing story is true that I just told, that right there is proof of itself right there. Mister James Lowry can catch fish with the best of
1: them. I can get lucky every once in a while. Lucky,
0: (laughs) he pulls in a citation king. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, put it to you this way for people that don't know, um, if we were in a tournament,
1: there was one that day too,
0: yeah, there was, there was the uh Cape Lookout Shootout. Was that, was that? If we were in a tournament and we brought that king into Mm weigh, that's easily a hundred thousand dollar fish,
1: just done, over with, yeah, you can go. Back to the bar and just sit there and drink.
0: Yeah. yeah. You ain't even got to fish the second day. No. You you bring in a 47-pound king to weigh in in the king tournament, it's over with. Put yeah. your name up on the top. Go ahead and write the check. Yeah. James Lowry.
1: Here's my address. Mail it to me yeah. later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if y'all want to deliver that contender boat, that'd be fine, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's Mr. James Lowry. That's Mr. James Lowry right there. Yeah. So, that's just some of the fishing stories that, that me and James have. Now, James, you've got some daggum hunting stories that that are that are just awesome. Yeah. Uh, and James was telling me a few of which I've heard. You know, all, a lot of the stories that James has, but the uh, the one where you shot the buck over with your bow. Yep. That's a, that's a good story.
1: It's a good story. So my uh, I grew up in Statesville, live in Concord now. But my uncle has property up in Union Grove, and this was the first decent buck I would ever shot with my bow. But this field its like a 60-acre cornfield. It was early bow season, and I was like 30 yards back in the wood line on Ridge. And uh, I saw this buck come in, and he's a seven-pointer out past his ears, pretty tall. Um, And he came in about 20 yards, and I went to draw back on him, And I got halfway back, and my finger hit my stinking release. And I saw that
0: arrow
1: and hit the ground like 10 yards in front of me, and that buck stopped. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, gosh. Well, he turned to go away from me, and I went and got another arrow and put it in and drew back, and there was a little V in a tree. And I saw that shoulder step out behind it, and I just said, slung it right through the V, double lung." went 40 yards maybe
0: golly
1: (laughs) but yeah heck you you, i just got lucky that day
0: you know i see a pattern here and i don't know where he hides that horseshoe i've got a good idea but it's in there somewhere yeah it's in there somewhere but hey more power to you i mean some of us don't have any luck at all because you've got it all but (laughs) it's all it's all good I, i i i like um, I like hearing the story that James has, even even if they if they are luck or whatever. And you could say that they're luck, but there is some sort of skill involved in that. Some sort. I mean, I'm not going to shoot through a v of, of a tree like that. Which I'm not. I'm not a good bow hunter at all. Yeah. Um. I've only, I've never killed a buck bow hunting ever. Um. And the does that I've shot bow hunting, um, we, we've used a lot of dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we use yeah. a lot of dogs to track some of these deer. Yeah. So. Well, that's how my bow hunting career goes. Anyways, on 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 uh, on deer hunting. Yeah. But um, no, that I mean that's a that's a good deer. That's oh good no, deer. he's a good deer.
1: He uh, he's actually the only one that I've ever fully mounted. I've shot a lot bigger deer right. than that, and they're all like European mounted. Right. But that memory from that day was
0: and that's what it's about right there oh
1: it's all about the memories you think of all our hunting trips and you I mean just coming to do the podcast you're yep. thinking about all your stories and it's like man like i know oh no. all. And,
0: and that's why i created this podcast yeah. this is why i started doing this because if you get if you get five of us mm-hmm. sat down on a tailgate you know drinking a cold beer just enjoying each other's company talking about hunting and fishing it's going to be a late night. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a late Five night because we, we've got tons of stories, but it, being able to, um, come on the podcast, rem, reminiscing these stories and letting yeah. other people hear them. That's why we created this podcast to be able to do that, which, uh, is a lot of fun. No, it,
1: super fun. I appreciate being here.
0: So the, um, the story with your, with your dad that you were telling me <laughs> earlier, yeah. um, that's, that's a pretty funny story too.
1: So again, Different piece of property, but I had never shot a deer before. I mean, all my dad got me involved in hunting, my uncle, big hunter. um, But I had, it's a 20-gauge youth Remington shotgun semi-automatic. And we had this double ladder stand sitting there, and two does came out, and they were like 30, 40 yards in front of me. So they were broadside, got up, getting ready to shoot, went to pull the trigger. Nothing happened wouldn't go off. Well, my dad forgot that that gun has that little screw-in safety on the trigger <laughs> and didn't unlock it. And he looks over at me and says, "Sorry, son." And boom. <laughs> drops her <it> right there.
0: <laughs> and you just had to sit there and watch. I just it.
1: had to sit there and watch. Yeah, oh, it was terrible.
0: God. Oh my gosh.
1: But I did shoot my first deer ever I shot with my dad on that same piece of property. Maybe meant a little button buck came out. It was Probably a hundred yards away, and little you three oh eight still got the same gun.
0: You still got that gun?
1: Still got it. Heck yeah. Yep. But those again memories. Yeah, that, I
0: mean that's great memories right there. I've never shot a deer with my dad. My dad does not hunt. Yeah, he does. He does not have the patience to deer hunt. He has no desire to be in the woods to hunt whatsoever. And you know my dad, and it's like I don't. I don't think he could possibly sit still for that long he, he man this is stupid why are we out here this yeah. is this is stupid i need a cigarette <laughs> it's one of those things so that dad never got me in hunt i never shot a shot a deer with my dad um now that's not to say that my dad's not excited whenever i bring a deer and show it to him yeah he he's excited for me but uh i, I never got that memory with mm-hmm. with my dad and and that's okay i've got other memories with my dad but Man, being able to shoot your first deer with your dad, that that's that's a special special yeah. memory right there. Oh,
1: I I can't wait to have those type of memories with my kids. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's going to be.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. what I'm looking forward to with with <laughs> Jace as well cuz Jace is kind of he's on the fence right now, man. He's 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 on the fence. We we tried the hunting thing one time this year. He didn't really much care for it. Um, he, he couldn't sit still. We got busted twice, yep. uh, in the same, in the same day. So, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's a, it's a process. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to work that process out eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I can't wait for, for that memory to, to cut to come in. Cause oh, that, it's, sure. it's going to be fun. That's uh, for sure. <clears throat> now, um, James, he, he invited me to go hunting with him one time. And I don't even know if you remember, remember this story or not. But um, you invited me to go hunting with you one time, and you put me up in a stand. And uh, James gave me a little piece of advice, a little piece of uh, knowledge uh, out of the old Lowry textbook. <laughs> there, um, we had to walk across this soybean field, uh, and and I don't know I don't know where this place was at or whatever, yeah. but but you took me to it, and uh, he puts me up in the stand. And and I'm talking about when James says he's gonna go hunt, he uses the last ten seconds of shooting light that he can possibly use and it'll be pitch black dark by the time you get out of this place. But uh James goes, Now, you can shoot whatever you want to, Jared. I'm not I'm not picky. You can shoot whatever you want to. Whatever you feel like you wanna shoot, you shoot. But let me give you a piece of advice remember that soybean field we just walked through right there <laughs> and you remember how hard it was just to walk to that soybean field we're gonna to have to drag a deer back through that soybean field so yeah shoot wisely yeah. And, I, and i'm sitting there thinking and i had like two deer come in on me and i was like i do not want to drag that deer back to that soybean field
1: uh, i'm telling you my <laughs> i i have a different thought process with hunting deer especially mature mm-hmm. like white tails of i have places i want to be in the thickest stuff that's the furthest away from everybody else yeah and i try to go in and go out and there's so many people that hunt around me that those big mature bucks they ain't gonna be there yeah um but even last year um i had a he was an old deer he's a four-year-old came in and beautiful buck but that spot like i crossed two creeks walked probably 600 yards on top of ridge massive clear cut oaks but i shot him and he went the wrong way
0: oh gosh
1: oh it was bad josh cope who was on here before he came and helped me and i think he wanted to like kill me afterwards but (laughs) we 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 drug that buck for probably at least 600 yards
0: oh my gosh
1: and then had to bring him back across the creek and everything else too
0: was it worth it
1: oh yeah he's a he's a nice buck okay all right, yeah, yeah. I, 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 was
0: say, I mean if it's like a little you know eight pointer I probably would have killed you too, but you know no,
1: no he he's a good deer,
0: okay yep yeah. so whenever whenever we first met or whatever you were you were at an interesting point in your life. Yeah, you were. You were living, man. <laughs> I mean, you were, You were living,
1: having some fun.
0: I mean, not that you're not living now, but it, I mean, where where you were at, what you were doing. I mean, that's that's some people. I mean, that's some people's dream. Oh, yeah. right there to do what you were doing. So, James, you you were a you were a guide a whitewater guide in at Nana Hale, right? Yep. Tell us, tell us about, you know, whatever you want to talk about, just go into some of those stories up there, you know, doing what you were doing. How, how'd you get started doing that?
1: Well, I actually through Boy Scouts uh, got started whitewater kayaking and that progressed big time for me to where I was traveling and Going off waterfalls and kayaks and lots of injuries, living, and living, having a good time. Oh, man. They actually uh, this this weekend they have one of the biggest races in the world uh, in Asheville in the Green River. Yeah, um, but used to race the Green, but lots of fun. But I guided rafts up at the Nantahala. Uh, my mom's side of the family's from up there, so I was really familiar with the area and grew up fishing up there.
0: Your mom's place is on. Um Fontana. Yeah. Right.
1: It's 2 minutes from Fontana Lake uh, in a little town called Tuskegee which is in Robbinsville. Okay. Um but man the fishing up there. I I would live up there tomorrow if there was work. Yeah. But there's there's not. There's not. <laughs> there's not. But we used to especially at that time I was really broke. Right. So my ability to catch fish was crucial. Right. right <laughs> to right. be eating well. Uh, but I can remember my boss would have me teaching people to guide rafts and I would go and put my fishing rod in the, the raft and be going down the river. And as I'm going down, I'm fishing and filling the raft full and don't worry, I wasn't going over my limit or anything like well, that, no, but, no, no, no. but I'd come back, dump the fish off at the, uh, our outpost was literally right on the river. And I'd dump them off, put them in a cooler, keep going down, teaching people <laughs> yeah. to guide rafts. But I got through kayaking, I would get to go to these places that no one can access. Right. I mean, th- those fish do not see fishermen. Right. And I would always keep a rod with me. And, man, some of the fish we catch, I me mean, huge smallies, obviously trout. Um, but I love combining the two of them right uh, and it made for some really fun trips That's oh great.
0: dude I guarantee it yeah I guarantee it, it and it's so it's so funny when um, when me and James first met he was you know we we talked about this countless number of times about you rafting and, and you kayaking and stuff like that and um, James we had talked about at one point in time that me and James we were gonna try to do a kayaking trip and um And I hate that I couldn't make it uh, to go to that trip, but y'all actually, y'all went on the trip.
1: Yeah, we still went. So there's lots of stuff I grew up fishing on the park side up there of Fontana. So most people don't know one entire side of that lake is full park service. So you have all these wild trout streams uh, that you can access hiking or you have to cross the lake. So we took the kayaks, me and a couple of buddies, and who I could convince.
0: Yeah, you had, I, you had me convinced.
1: <laughs> I had you convinced. You had
0: me convinced. I just – I don't remember what it was or why I couldn't make it, but, I man, I, I was like, God damn it. I was like, I don't want to go on this trip so bad. And, yeah. And Brooke's like, well, go. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I yeah. can't get off of work or something. I don't remember what it was, why I couldn't go. Well,
1: I think everybody was ready to kill me as soon as we got, like, halfway into the paddle because it, it was definitely – uh couple couple mile paddle to yeah. get to where we need to go
0: and a couple mile paddle down a river and a couple mile paddle on a lake
1: is completely two different yeah, things it's way too yeah. there. <laughs> but it's a that that stream hazel creek um it's it's gotten a little bit more popular now
0: yeah
1: um but it's straight wild fish and it produces fish um you can actually interesting they have a in fontana There's a breed of uh, salmon that were stocked uh, in that, but the depths on that lake will get 300 feet at the dam. Yeah. So it's cold enough to support them. There's not many there now, but they will still spawn up those creeks. So you can Uh catch them spawning, um, but miles and miles of wild trout water. And we caught quite a few fish and I mean, it's just a great time. Beautiful brooks. Um, there's browns in there too yeah Uh, but you can just see them swimming there
0: now that that type of fishing now are you fly fishing or spinner fishing
1: fly fishing so that's all wild trout water Um, so you can use a spinning rod but it has to be single hook no barb all artificial
0: right
1: Um, but yeah I was fly fishing
0: okay and that's that type of fly fishing being in a being in a stream where you know, a lot, a lot of those fish have never, like you said, never seen a fisherman, never, never seen uh, an artificial fly or, or anything like that. That's difficult. I mean, that is very difficult fishing. Uh, and when, when I picked up fly fishing mm-hmm. and, and started doing it, um, and this is kind of where me and you are similar in a lot of ways is I want to be Away f- from people and, and some of y'all Have heard When me and Brandon Talked about On, on one of the podcasts On I think it was The second episode How we talked about Where where Brandon said You know Jared wants to be Miles Away from people Like Yeah I mean, I'm the same I, way Yeah and and I think Me and you Are the same way And I started fishing Some of these Wild trout streams And uh, The fishing How, how you catch this Fish I mean having to Belly crawl Up on a rock Or massive
1: rhododendron thickets and none of it's maintained and a lot of those creeks they're micro creeks yeah so your your tackle is completely different for that setup and you're having to use really long leaders because the water is so clear yeah um but it's a completely i like people i mean don't get me wrong but those types of streams the stuff that people can get to is not what you need to be fishing no you need to forget that stuff and start hiking and get to where the other guy isn't willing to go yeah. and that's where stuff gets fun
0: and, and there's there's nothing wrong with fishing these hatchery supported and delayed harvest sections and stuff like that. there's nothing wrong with that I mean a, a lot of people fish this stuff, but if you want to get to where where fly fishing is true yeah where it is true fishing, not catching yeah. true fishing to where you're having to outsmart the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, you really find out, like, is this, is this really what I want to do? Is this really where I want to be at? And uh, let me tell you something. When you get out there, that, that's somewhere you want to be, trust me. Uh, if you ain't ever been or ain't ever done it or whatever like that, um, there's, a, there's a sort of peace in mm-hmm. that that, that um, you'll search for for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I, that I enjoy doing for sure.
1: No, 100%. And there's there's no comparison. I think the transition for me was I started trout fishing when I was little. I mean, dad, both of us trout fished together. We did we tied our own flies, everything. But I was fishing Hilton Creek and all that stuff mm-hmm. whenever I was 12 years old. Right. And you'd see on a weekend three or four different guys fishing yeah and now you go up there on the weekend, and it is at every single pull off everybody and his brother's there,
0: yeah, if you ain't there at four or five o'clock in the morning, you just ain't gonna find a spot to fish
1: yeah and i don't I don't like that i I wanna get away and relax and have a good time, um but that's why I gravitate more to the wild waters and getting away, yeah, but wild trout don't fight like stalkers, if you especially my little honey hole stream, it's a wild trout stream, yeah. yeah. But it's got – you'll go up there and you will catch browns that are upper 20-inch browns. And yeah. you get a hold of that fish and you go where he goes. I oh, mean, yeah. are they're, they're jumping up into different pools and traveling. Yeah. And you're going upstream, you're going downstream to land these fish because they fight so aggressively. Yeah. And you're never going to find that from a stock trout.
0: No. Nah. Uh, it's funny you say that. Um, I have a stream that I fish and um, – I'll I'll tell you exactly where it's at because you're not gonna go there. I mean, nobody's. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. The, the funny thing is, is this this stream we have we have a property in Virginia that we go to. It's on Crooked Creek, and and if you look up Crooked Creek, you'll find it. Um, but the problem is, is people only fish three sections of this creek. There's two paid sections that you can fish. They stock this paid section four times a week. Wow. And you can pay to go in there. The problem is, is just like me and you can look it up. Everybody else and their brother can look it up, and they tell you exactly where they stock them. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not fun. Yeah, I'm I'm not going up there to fish that. No, the um, other section that a lot of people fish is the hatchery supported section. Now it's right above the paid fishing area, and I fished it many times and, and caught. Plenty of fish in, in that section. There is another section of this water that is in between all that, and exactly where our house is. And I fish this section. I have been up there when it's been two foot of snow on the ground, and and, and everybody calls me crazy or whatever, whenever you're stepping on the water and you have to break off the ice on your islets every every yep. cast or whatever.
1: Some of the best fishing though.
0: But you are exactly right. And when you talk about the, uh, the Browns or whatever up there, when you, when I hooked in, I've got the biggest Brown that I've ever caught was 23 inches. Yep. And, um, when I hooked into that Brown and I seen him surface, I mean, you ain't kidding. You're going where that fish is going yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-mm. Like, and, and you're going to be there for a little while Yeah. because that fish does not tire out Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were going to tire out way before that mm-hmm. fish wheel, but you're exactly right. You're going to go where that fish is going. And, and, uh, I, I think I fought that fish for, I, I, I probably an exaggeration, but I felt like 20 minutes probably. Yeah. Um, but he hit the backing twice <laughs> and in a small Creek, yeah. if you hit the back end, dude, Oh yeah. You're, you're, you're stretched out, you know, oh, yeah. a good little bit. And um, so, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about when you when you say these, these wild trout do. It, it's nothing like fishing stocked waters. I mean, it, it is, it's extremely tough. Yep. It's extremely hard. You're going to have to hike. You're going to have to walk. You're going to have to get into some crap that you don't want to get in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to see bears. Mm-hmm. You're going to see, you know. Lots of snakes. Lots of snakes. All kinds of stuff up in there. But when you hook into one of those fish. And it's a wild trout. Yep, you're in for a treat.
1: Mm-hmm. That's for sure.
0: Definitely in for a treat. Um, another place that that uh, that you fish that is uh, it's well known. I mean, there's a lot of people that fish at Lake James. Yep. Um, I cannot figure that lake out.
1: It's hard. It's it real is, hard.
0: I, I I have not done well at that lake. I've I've caught some decent fish out of there.
1: Well, me and you together have caught decent fish. I yeah. remember one time we went, we got a, on a good jig bite, um, yeah. and caught some decent fish that day. But that that lake is a lot like Fontana too, to where I've had days that you just wanted to like give up fishing. Yeah. And they when that lake, I think the thing that you have to focus on, it is so bait driven mm-hmm. that. In order to catch those fish, you have to find the bait and you better just, if you find it, you need to sit on it yeah. until those fish decide they're wanting to feed and bite. Because if not, you can go all around the lake and you may pick up one or two, Yeah. but it's, we, uh, a prime example of that, me and Dustin Lofton went one day and we were fishing it and we found this bait pile. Back in a creek, and dude, it was everywhere. All throughout the gra- graphs, you could see fish on it. And they weren't doing nothing, and we're like, "Well, we're just gonna hang out here." Right. Well, I started seeing towards the back of this cove, fish busting. Mm-hmm. So this was winter time, and we were throwing Alabama rigs, but we went back in there, and dude, there were literally massive bait piles, and you could see fish pushing all this bait up on the bank and boom 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 we sat there in probably hour hour and a half of just straight one fish after the other we were throwing back three and a half pound smallmouths but God. we we had we we started catching them we're like dude we need to keep some of these fish for just like a weigh-in video or something right so we divided smallies and largemouth and when we got done, we had 25 pounds of smallmouth, and I had 23 pounds of largemouth. But I caught a six-pound smallie.
0: That is a huge huge.
1: I thought that I had two on, because it's common to get two on. On a A-Rig. On a yeah. A-Rig. Oh, yeah. And kept cranking, and he came up, and Dustin and I were both like, oh, my goodness gracious. Still to this date, biggest smallmouth I've ever caught. I've even seen personally in the wild. I mean, you see some big ones. They get posted out of out of James. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some monsters up there. Yeah. Um, but those trips are the trips. I mean, I think even Dustin could say that that's the best fishing freshwater trip I've ever had in my life for yeah. bass. I mean, but that's how that lake is. It's either nothing or it is amazing. But you have to find the bait there.
0: Yeah, and I, I we've we've taken the boat up there. I don't know how many times, and James loves. Fishing Lake James, and anytime that you know, we were getting on the boat, and he'd be like, Hey, where are we going today? I'm like, I don't know, man. I, you know, wherever you want to go, he's like, Let's go to Lake James.
1: Yep, they um, named it after me for a reason.
0: Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's getting deep in here now, boys. It's getting deep in here now, but uh, it, it is, it's, it's a difficult lake to fish. Um, so but James is a heck of a fisherman. I mean, you, you really truly are. Um, and like I said, if y'all thought that carp story, I was joking. I'm not. Uh, James James is a very humble man. A very humble man. He won't he won't admit it, but that is that is a true story right there. People yeah. will pack up and leave a carp pond if James Larry pulls it.
1: Well, I, I think when that happened, i I'd, <laughs> I'd figured a couple things out that week, and uh, I, I went on a little clinic there for <laughs> yeah a couple I, weekends I back to it. back, and yeah, there were some people that weren't so happy about it, but. My yeah. wallet liked it.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you, Daggum, <laughs> wallet liked it. Some people's wallet didn't like it, but, you know, that's that's ne- neither here nor there. Um, so, another thing I want to talk about, and I don't remember, was it was it last year or the year before that you killed that Buck and Velvet? Uh,
1: it was three years before.
0: Three years before.
1: Yep, three years before I shot. It was on opening day shot a eight pointer in iredo county um i think it was opening day but yeah it's right there full velvet it's a beautiful buck yeah. uh i had a um and it's still there i had a mineral station that is well i mean dude this mineral site you couldn't wrap your arms around it and it was probably three foot deep it yeah. had been established for Years, Yeah. And I would go and use trace mineral salts throughout the year, and they had that constant source. Um, And I'd use some other supplements and stuff too. But I had him on camera, and he had been running a bachelor group, and they came in on a stringer Mm. first first thing that morning, right when it was getting legal shooting light, and he came walking beside of me, and it wasn't even a five-yard shot. Tag, yeah. But those – you don't shoot velvet deer in Ardo County. Yeah. I mean if you unless you get lucky you've got a week to do it.
0: Well, I mean you do have that horseshoe yeah, where wherever lucky. wherever it's at. So <laughs> you know, that's how that there that got got put down, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. I still he's hanging out at the house.
0: You got did you get that one mounted?
1: I, I did a European on that. You it. did a European on yeah. that one too? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, good. I'm I'm waiting for the next one that I mount, he's gonna be like, 140, 150 inch deer. I got you. And I'll, I'll, I'll mount him. Okay.
0: <laughs> James, uh, he, uh, he came. We were doing an oyster race at the house, and James showed up. And he said, um, he said, I got something that I want to run past you. I want to talk to you about. And I said, okay. I said, do we need to? clear everybody out so we, we could talk because we, we've had a few of those talks before yeah, well, yeah. and he's like no 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 no, you're good you're good and i was like okay and he's like um what do you think about going elk hunting mm-hmm. i said james let me tell you something i am nowhere near in i mean i'm a shape but i ain't in shape you know what I'm <laughs> talking? so i am nowhere near in shape to go elk hunting and, uh, and James is like, no, it's going to be, you know, a year or two or whatever. you got, got plenty, plenty of time to get it. Get, in, get into shape. And I'm like, good God, I ain't I in ain't, I ain't that kind of shape. We
1: get back on the P90X program together. Yeah, or but see, like, <laughs> like
0: we talked about just a minute ago, James is not one of those people where he's going to go to this place and they're going to drop you off on a four-wheeler and you're going to shoot an elk and everybody's going to be happy and you're just uh. going to drive back. James wants to get on a horseback and he wants to go – Thirty miles up into the woods on the Dagon Ridge, and then hike for two days, set up base camp at the bottom of a Dagon Ridge, and hunt an elk for three days. Which I think would be awesome. Yeah. I I think that would be something mm-hmm. that I would love to do. Can I do it? Absolutely not, because <laughs> I am nowhere near in shape to be doing some yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So ha- have you kind of given that any more thought? Have you?
1: Oh, I'd love to go. That's my dream trip. I mean, for me. Hunting and fishing is about the experience, right? And I mean, killing a massive elk. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? But being able to take off and go and experience something like the original stinking mountain men did, you know? Like I'm telling there, there you, I'm telling you, ain't, ain't them, them, them
0: original mountain men. There were some. They were some man's men yeah. right there. And, like I and mean, this
1: this ain't in anywhere comparison to that. But I've always been the type that if if I'm going hunting, like I'm processing all my own stuff, like I'm digging in there, like I want the full experience of it. Right, yeah. And everyone does things differently. But yeah, who wouldn't wanna to- Disappear for a week and go uh, way in the back country.
0: I mean, and chase. yeah, I want to. I want to disappear for a week. But the problem <laughs> is, as I go out there in the shape that I'm in right now, it's gonna be longer than a damn week. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that right now. They ain't gonna find me for a while because I'm gonna prop up against a rock and take a break. Yeah, because there ain't no way that I'm gonna be able to do that. But I appreciate you. Uh, thinking about me and if I ever do get in shape I would love to go do that with you because one we always have some interesting hunts whenever we hunt together we always have some interesting fishing trips whenever we go Mm -hmm. fishing together so being able to go do something like that would be I mean that's right up there near the top I I don't think I don't think you you get any better than that but
1: I got some (laughs) ideas what to get me in shape Oh no! I mean, we can do that easy, but I'm talking about other fishing trips and hunting trips. I got, I've got all kinds of ideas floating around in this head of mine.
0: Oh goodness! I'm telling you. We'll, we'll, well, let's let's talk about some of them ideas.
1: Well, I mean, you could go to Argentina duck hunting. I know some people that do that, and it's ridiculous. I mean, they they let you bait ducks with corn. I mean, oh my god! Yeah, so they frown upon that here in North Carolina. Uh, but, yeah a
0: little bit a little bit
1: but i've i've seen pictures from friends of mine and they'd have ducks piled up like a mound like a dirt mound of oh ducks my God. but even the dove hunting over there i mean there's so much stuff the fishing um yeah. over in south america is unreal um I, I don't think you'll get me to go to africa and do exotics and stuff that doesn't really pique my interest right but man the, there's so many opportunities we're oh, yeah. Trying to make the most of them and build the memories and
0: we're going we're going to enjoy life. We're going to. We got we got a lot more memories to make. Yeah. we got a lot more trips to make. I could tell, I could promise you that, and it's going to happen. We we're already working on our next fish trip. You're going fishing next week. James mm. called me last week and he <laughs> said, uh, "By the way, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but you're taking off work next Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday." Um, I, di- I just didn't know if you knew that or not. And I said, no, actually, I did not know that, but I appreciate you telling me. And he said, yeah, we're going fishing, so, you know, take off and mm-hmm. work and let's go. Well, I, I just – I can't because it's yeah. it's getting peak season at UPS, and I just can't take any time off. But y'all are gonna em. Yeah, mean, going to kill them. Yeah, we're going to. y'all going to straight wipe them out down there.
1: I had planned on hunting all this week, and his muzzleloader comes in today uh, in Iredale uh, and – generally speaking first weekend a mu- week of muzzle litter, it's awesome it's the best time to be in the woods and it's going to be stinking 80 degrees here yeah on monday yeah it's not and i'm like you know what i'm heading to the coast trout are biting right now we're, you gonna go. Go. <laughs> we're gonna you go we're gonna go wear some fish out
0: i don't blame you i don't blame you well james we could we could sit here and talk for another daggum hour or whatever of yeah. everything we got going on but we're gonna leave that to another time
1: that's fine i'm I'll come back anytime you'll have me, but I appreciate you letting me come out tonight and talk.
0: Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming. No problem. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening today. Thanks for tuning in and and, uh, listen to what we got going on. If y'all want to be a part of the show, if you want to be on the show, send me a message. Send me a, a text, a call, whatever. If you want to be on the show, let me know. We have, we've got people lined up, and I'll have to look at the schedule. We've got people lined up, for, I think, for the next three to four weeks, maybe more, maybe longer. I'm not really sure. But if you want to be a part of the show, we can make it happen. We can definitely make it happen. Um, just another big shout-out to our sponsors and everybody liking and following and everything um, that we got going on. Be sure to get in that giveaway I'm going to do the drawing next week, so you definitely want to get in this giveaway before next week. Again, it's for the Yeti bucket, the pin rod and reel, 10-foot surf rod and reel, and a sand spike. So it's a complete setup for surf fishing. Get into that giveaway. It's going to go to somebody. It is going to go to somebody. I can promise you it might as well be you. Uh, But thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another guest and another great show.